Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 13 of My Hero Academia. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, All Might showed up and managed to defeat the villains, albeit with um, a fair degree more effort even than it appeared. You know, All Might said it himself, in his prime, he could have beaten the Namu in, you know, a couple punches, but here and now it took over 300 instead. And while things seem good initially, you know, he beat the Namu, the problem remains in that All Might is definitely out of time, he can't do anything else, Shigaraki and Kurogiri are still around, so he's sort of in this position where he kind of has to bluff and get them to willingly surrender without showing his hand that, you know, he really can't do anything and that everything's much more tenuous than it appears. I mean, at least initially, Shigaraki seems to be in shock almost, and... You know, it's not clear that he would necessarily surrender. So I guess even though All Might did manage to defeat the Namu, things aren't all that great for some of the other students. You know, Momo and Jiro, they're sort of um, put in a difficult position as Kaminari, incapacitated by his own quirk, is now being held hostage. I mean, it is unfortunate that... I guess uh, even calling them amateur heroes is a bit much, but... For people of their statue to be put in a difficult position like this. Because, you know... Like, this is a fairly common thing even for, like, professional superheroes. You see it all the time. A villain takes somebody hostage and says, you know, either I kill this person or I kill you. You know. 
it's a difficult position, but, you know, you certainly can sacrifice the hostage. So, despite these guys being ostensibly amateurs, you know, they're trying to do something here to try and get around this hostage situation. You know, it didn't end up working, but it was a cunning idea, if nothing else. So I suppose at this point, the only real plot development that could happen is that Ida shows up with reinforcements. You know, because that's not something that's really been resolved yet. Ida just happened to meet All Might on the way back, but a significant amount of time has passed since then. Man, you know, All Might is bluffing hard, and I guess it's really the only thing he can do, saying that, you know, Hey, you said you were gonna kill me, why don't you come over here and try? And, it, it's almost like, um, what do you call it, the prisoner's dilemma, you know, All Might knows he can't do anything, so he's bluffing. Shigaraki was under the impression that All Might would have been weaker with age, and... While he is, it doesn't appear that that's the case, so he doesn't want to do anything. You know, nobody really feels they have a good position in which they can act, so they're just sort of not doing anything. The difference is that All Might literally can't take so much as a single step without reverting, you know. Shigaraki is ultimately in a better position, but there's too much uncertainty for him to act with impunity. And you know, it is a difficult situation. Obviously, the best outcome would be these villains are captured and incarcerated, but... You know... I guess in All Might's position, the best thing that could happen right now is that they were to escape. Now, Kurogiri is... Oddly enough, a voice of reason here. Well, villainous reason, I guess, in that he's saying, you know, All Might is clearly wounded, you know, we likely won't get a better opportunity than this. And he is indeed correct, but... Kurogiri's not in charge here. Shigaraki is. And he's also kind of unhinged, you know. Unfortunately, he is listening, but that wasn't a given that he would do so. Yeah, so this is not good, you know, because Kirishima and the other students, they're under the impression that All Might is still capable of holding his own. Only Midoriya knows that this isn't the case, so... You know, if things get dicey again, Midoriya's gonna have to, I guess, stick up for All Might.
Yeah, this is really not good stuff if the villains are actually calling All Might's bluff. So I guess good on Midoriya acting heroically once again. I mean, unfortunately, he did actually have to shatter his legs again, you know? It is unfortunate. He did manage to sort of keep his one arm whole, but, you know, whatever control he had in that moment, he doesn't have it now. Yeah, the situation isn't good. Maybe Midoriya was acting a little too impulsively when thinking things through might have been the better approach here. Seeing as how it looks all too likely he's going to get himself killed. But of course, you know, how could anything else happen? The cavalry arrives in the form of presumably other pro heroes or teachers. And I do find it interesting that this guy's superpower is essentially just, you know, he has a gun. I mean, nonetheless, it does seem to be working. So not only did Ida bring the cavalry, you know, he brought like a dozen pro heroes. So if that doesn't seriously turn the tide, then frankly nothing will. It is interesting seeing all the different quirks that the pro heroes have, you know. Some of them emit powerful sounds, some of them can clone themselves. I mean, regardless of how you look at it, this is decidedly not good for the villains. And, you know, I'm sort of of mixed feelings about this, you know. That hero, he's certainly not playing around. But... You know, I don't know if shooting to kill is necessarily warranted. You know, this is one of those things where I don't know if superheroes have the legal authority to actually kill villains. You know, other superhero comics, it's usually... It's usually a big sticking point that heroes won't kill villains, at least not deliberately. So, you know, for that hero with the gun to just sort of like shoot Shigaraki a couple times... You know, yeah, it was just sort of in the extremities, but there's no guarantee that he won't bleed out and die from wounds like that. You know, Midoriya's narration is interesting that this is sort of like the first real taste of what hero work can be like. You know... It's definitely dangerous, you know. You might have to make difficult choices, and indeed, you might have to uh, work in situations that are less than ideal. And even though Midoriya wasn't really able to do much, at the very least, he does have All Might's gratitude. But I guess now we do have to... Uh, 
probably content with the fact that Midoriya just destroyed his legs again, you know. If nothing else, I'm sure Recovery Girl will kind of scold him for something like that. And, you know, to a degree, it couldn't really be helped, you know, he had to do something. Now that is another little interesting point. After all of this, the sort of, uh, the ringleaders of this whole incident essentially got away scot-free. And, you know, with a quirk like Kurogiri had, there's only so much that you can do to sort of rope him in, but it is rather disappointing. So it seems like this hero is sort of in on the secret, seeing as how he stopped Kirishima from running to help out Midoriya and All Might. You know, Kirishima, he was just acting altruistically. I guess it's kind of unfortunate that he can't help, but you know, if All Might is to keep his secret, then, you know, only a select few people can really know the truth. I guess it's good that somebody able buddy was around to sort of maintain the facade. So I'd imagine this is um, a bit of a reckoning for Midoriya, you know. All Might was nearly beaten and his loss was a definite possibility, so even for All Might, as great and powerful as he is, you know... There are villains that can contend with him. So interestingly enough, it seems as though Shigaraki isn't exactly the ringleader here. You know, he is beholden to someone else. You know, sort of like a puppet master kind of figure. And although Shigaraki didn't succeed here, you know, it was clear that All Might was weaker than he was before, even if it wasn't apparent in the outcome. Unfortunately, however, they did lose Namu, which... Based on Shigaraki's boss's tone, losing Namu is a big deal, you know. They put a lot of resources into him, making him as powerful as possible, and the fact that they were unable to recover that asset, you know, that probably sets them back quite a bit, especially if they want to take another shot at All Might. Because I'd imagine, like, as soon as that Namu landed down somewhere the authorities would get involved to try and wrangle it. And I mean, who knows what the authorities could really do to it in any meaningful way, but, you know, it's not like that creature's just going to do its own thing in peace, you know. It'll definitely attract attention.
So it's interesting that the students are all kind of gossiping. And there's this sort of dichotomy of how some students did really well, other students didn't to some degree. You know, some students got separated on their own and they were able to survive by using hit-and-run tactics. Other people just sort of brute-forced their way through. I mean, no matter how you slice it, this is a pretty, uh, a pretty good showing for the students in terms of, I guess, validating their admission into this prestigious academy. So, you know, despite the heroes ultimately winning, it's not like it was an unmitigated victory. Eraserhead got messed up. Like, his arms were broken rather viciously, and he suffered facial fractures. You know... Like, even Eraserhead's eyesight is kind of at risk here. And it seems to me that that's sort of the basis of his quirk, you know? Without his eyes... Like, he can't fight crime nearly as effectively as he could before. 13's ultimately alright as well, but, you know, we don't really see much of the guy inside the suit. You know, that is interesting. I don't know if we ever learn what's inside the suit. Presumably a person, but you never know. So even after all of this, Bakugo is still sort of focused on Midori and what he did. Because, you know, I guess that jump was rather impressive in how speedy he was, but I don't know. I feel like Bakugo is missing the point here. You know, in his position, I'd be more concerned with the villains and the Namu and how it really took all my going all out to match it, basically, you know. Like, that thing would have stomped basically any other hero. So what's really interesting here is that they did indeed capture the Namu, and that it's just sort of... docile and almost mindless. You know, this sort of gels with what Shigaraki and his master were talking about before, where it was a, um... I guess a created organism rather than anything else, you know. Almost as if they've sort of genetically engineered it from the ground up, and therefore it doesn't really have much of a mind or a personality on its own. So, I guess Recovery Girl has the good grace to not scold Midoriya, seeing as how there were actual villains involved. But, it's unfortunate that it seems like All Might has in fact shortened his time again. You know, he might be able to hold his form for an hour at most. And this is sort of, um, a bit of a pattern that kind of crops up whereby Midoriya feels intensely guilty about... I guess not being as good as he could or should be, and that All Might kind of has to pick up the slack here. 
And, you know, it is kind of interesting, I guess, from a character perspective. He's very, um... What would you call it? Uh, I guess susceptible to guilt, if nothing else. Or, um... I don't know. Like, he tends to feel guilty about things and beat himself up over it, rather than forgive himself. Um... I don't know what you'd call that, like a neurotic personality, something like that. So ultimately... I think All Might has kind of the right approach on this. You know, yes, it was bad, but ultimately all of the students, you know, they held their own reasonably well. So if this doesn't portend that they will make good heroes in the future, then who knows what will. You know, this was some real first-hand experience in the field. Uh, basically, you know, early in their first semester at the school... You know, this is an experience you can't pay for, under normal circumstances at least. So I guess just as a nice little epilogue, it seems as though Midoriya is finally, you know, back on his feet, but it seems like we only get Midoriya's narration when things are about to get bad, you know? Like he's saying the attack was one thing, but things are gonna get worse. At the time, I was just happy to hang out with my friends and excited to have been described as having potential to be a hero, but... You know, the League of Villains, they're not the only supervillains out in the world. There are other people, and they are intent on doing bad things. 
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.